Welcome to the Dogs, your fortnightly dose of greyhound racing interviews, insights, and a whole lot more. With your hosts, Joe Andrews and Danny Jackson. Well, we're here for a special of the Gone to the Dogs podcast, and I'm delighted to say that we had Lord Lipsy on earlier on in the year, but we've now got Gary Nash, who's the managing director of Premier Greyhound Racing, joining me. Gary, welcome. Hi, good to be here. <laughs> now, are you excited to finally be launching in January, or a little bit nervous? Very nervous. Um, I've found in programmes before, when you have a big launch coming up, it's good to be nervous, because whenever you're not nervous, that's when things go wrong, because you miss things. At least when there's nervous energy, I think that nervous energy, as long as it's calm, controlled, everyone then you start looking for what could go wrong and then hopefully you've ticked all the boxes. Do you think you've ticked all the boxes? Are we ready to go live on January We're we're ready to go live, but I've also found through these programmes going live, launch date, mobilisation, we're in mobilisation phase at the moment, well, right coming up to the end of mobilisation stage, that something always goes wrong that you can never foresee. It always happens no matter what. But if you've done all your planning and if you've tried to tick all the boxes that you know about, then you've got a little bit of space before you go live to fix what goes wrong. And something will happen in the coming weeks, or 24 days to go, something like that, 22 (laughs) days to go. It's exciting. I'm excited. I think quite a lot of people are excited because obviously for many a year now we've had the same kind of schedules and nothing's really changed and everything seems to be changing on January the 1st. And talking about the schedule... Is everybody kind of happy with the schedule? Have any had any, had any pushback from any of the tracks at all? Or well, it, it's a good schedule. We believe it's big and bold. It gives um, su- subscribers everything that they need. And that's all different types of subscribers. That's the UK retail, that's international online, UK online as well. We believe it satisfies all their needs, so they don't need um, an additional schedule. We've, ho- we've worked with the tracks as well through our, promote- through our shareholders uh, in Tain and Arc. Uh, my shareholders, we've worked with them to try and give them what they need. It is impossible. You've got 14 different tracks, they all want the same things, and rightly so. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is very, very difficult. Some tracks have found, are finding it very difficult, of course, because it's change, and change is always different. When you've had something the same way for many, many years, um, it is difficult, especially at the start. But from what I've seen, uh, the tracks are embracing it now. The change they're looking at—it's maybe they're fine. a lot of them are saying maybe there's a new opportunity. Where there are big changes at their tracks, not all the tracks, saying actually maybe there's an opportunity to do things a bit different, refresh the experience for customers at the tracks, and that's very important to us. Helping the tracks where we can, with the schedule, with timings, which are very important, mm. um, to help the tracks get people through the gates to give a vibrant atmosphere. Um, especially in the evening fixtures, the morning fixtures at the weekends, the afternoon fixtures as well, get a vibrant atmosphere at the tracks because it's a very, very enjoyable experience. And that's for me, an outsider, who's not, um, who's just introduced to Greyhound Racing quite recently. When you're talking about morning um, fixtures, obviously we're not having those 8, 12 morning races, are we, anymore? Is it about the 11 o'clock, half 10 kind of mark? We're, we're I think it's about 10.45 for the first races that start. Um, we looked, we did a lot of work um, the end of last year, started this year developing the schedule. We released the schedule in May 2023, so very early on purpose. The reason for that was to allow tracks to prepare for it. They've got time mm-hmm. to consider it, so it's not a shock to them. They're not rushing from January the 1st. It also allowed the subscribers to realise, actually, we don't need another schedule. This is good enough for all that we need, the various su- subscribers. But as part of that development, we went back to 
What do the track the principles of developing the schedule? What do the tracks need? What do the tracks want? Want what is operationally viable? And that's we've got so much expertise in the two shareholders, Ark and Maintain, incredible uh, operational expertise and knowledge and history. So they know what works, and what doesn't work very straight straight away. I don't know. So mm-hmm. that's why they, they feed into that. We used a lot of data on the optimum times for races alongside what the track wants and. And I just couldn't see why early morning starts were needed. No, nobody could tell me why there were early morning starts. It was killing. It kills people at tracks. It, it's very difficult for a staff of the tracks, the trainers, the kennel hands, getting up at five in the morning in a freezing cold winter in the north of England. It's I don't know. I couldn't justify. So we did. We 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 didn't did not put out a schedule with early morning starts. Um, we also looked at the number of races per fixture so the the general rule is it's 12 races per fixture we believe that's what customers want at the track i think it's a traditional number of races um but it also allowed us to be flexible with start and finish times at the tracks which are very very important mm-hmm. um about some tracks wanted saturday evenings an early start because they they can get the customers in and then the customers will go early because they want to go early they can't keep them there so we give them an early start so they can finish earlier other tracks want it as late as possible um, so just trying talking with the tracks within a general framework um, and seeing what we're um, working with them to see what they wanted. Not everyone could get everything they wanted. Unfortunately, it's impossible. But I think generally people are satisfied with it. I think so as well. You know, the buzz on Twitter and social media generally has been positive on the whole. And I know just picking Sheffield, um, obviously they are synonymous with a Tuesday night but I actually think they will make a real good fist of it on a Sunday afternoon I think their fixture on a Sunday they'll put some opens on for sure and they'll put a banging carvery on as well so very much looking forward to going seeing Sheffield that's just one example but you know I know that the tracks are going to work as hard as they can obviously in the evening meetings as well you've got Friday and Saturday you've really bolstered the schedule so a lot of people have been crying out for that for ages so you've put a fair number of ticks in boxes I think yeah we'll see what happens on the Friday and Saturday like Central Park they're getting a Saturday evening let's see what happens there's a huge catchment area around there mm. so let's see if they can get them in they're doing a lot of work um, improving the place um, doing it up refurbishing elements of it it's a, better, it's a great experience I was down there recently for a Sunday uh, lunchtime ca- um, Cat 1 final food was fantastic so yeah let's see what, let's see what happens give it a go very excited to see the Friday and Saturday nights and I know that people around the country are because that's where where, you know people want to go out on a Friday they want to go out on a Saturday the people that traditionally don't have you know bonkers schedules like I do that actually have a nine to five Monday to Friday they live for the weekend I don't I live for my next day off in about 20 billion days but you know uh, normal people in inverted commas they yeah I think we've got a great schedule Friday and Saturday Um, now in our last chat I say our last chat Obviously, we spoke to Lord Lipsy. Um, we couldn't go into specifics on the broadcast side of things. Is there anything you can tell us at the moment with delivering to home, or are we still working out the kinks? Well, well no, we, the solution is there. We know what the solution is going to be. Uh, we can't do the press release yet. It will come soon. Mm-hmm. Um, all I can say is that it's. I, I believe it's quite an innovative solution we're going out with. It's different. We believe it's going to satisfy uh, what people want. So they can see their, their uh, greyhound racing. One thing that's key for this, though, is what we go live with is not what we're going to have probably in a year's time. It won't be the exact same. We're going to develop it as we go through 2024, look at different ideas, change, test and learn, um, 
con continuously improve. Um, it, nothing is set in stone. We will develop it and we'll learn and we'll get feedback um, and hopefully give an improved experience through 2024 to customers. Sounds fantastic. I'm excited to see what's uh, in store. Now, I've got a bit of a tricky question because I thought maybe the competition between the companies who control the media rights, is it helping the sport or at the moment are we slightly hindering greyhound racing? Well, I can only talk for Premier Greyhound Racing. Mm -hmm. I cannot talk for the competition. We're in, com we're in competition with another organisation. Um, all I'll say is that we're putting out a schedule which, which has got 59 fixtures per week which satisfies, we believe, and the data we've seen and talking to our customers, all the customers' needs. Um, yeah, that, that's, I, I believe in the, the long term I would like to see fewer fixtures, I think, um, across the whole sport. Mm. But we'll see what happens uh, through 2024, who knows what's going to happen. Who knows indeed. We're um, very excited about PGR's plans, I know, here on Gone to the Dogs podcast for sure. And is there anything else you wanted to let our listeners know about PGR's plans in the future or anything you're excited about? Well, our well, one thing we're, we're looking we're looking at lots of different things. Yeah. Some of it you'll see it from the 1st of January onwards. Some will take a little bit longer to come through. And we'll, we'll, We've got, we're very lucky with the shareholders, I'll say it over and over again, because, we, because they've got so much expertise and what the ship Entain and ARC are doing, they're driving quality, they're driving high welfare standards through their operations at the tracks, and we are very much supportive of GBG's strategy on welfare, uh, very supportive of it. So the, the operators want quality, they want high standards, high welfare standards, high racing standards, and when you've got that support, actually if we keep those principles if we keep those standards it can only look good um, in the future one thing that we um, yeah, we want high quality racing um, which is I think all, all the customers want as well the I'm actually very focused at the moment on going live day one so <laughs> we've, lo we've lots of things we want to do so for example we, we've been looking at minimum standards for tracks for what the camera sees and this is all about, if you look at horse racing, it looks great on TV. Mm. If you look at greyhound racing, it, it looks great when you're there, but actually sometimes it doesn't look as good on TV because the, just looking at the tracks and the races from the perspective of the viewer, and most people see greyhound racing from, the, from what the camera sees. So we're working with the tracks on what can be done to improve that experience. Now that might take a bit of time. Sometimes it's just not achievable because it just takes so much capital expenditure to do it. They'll be parked for a while and then maybe if funds become available in the future, no guarantees. So just trying to, and I believe that'll help improve the perception of the sport. Um, if it looks good on TV, people say actually they know what they're doing. It's a well-run sport, which it is. It's an excellent regulator in GBGB. We're very lucky to have uh, GBG. GBGB setting the standards, setting the rules, monitoring, auditing against those rules and standards. Um, yeah, so they'll also people feel the perception that it's well run and the dogs are well looked after, which they are. Um, but just I think the vis visually um, improving it, we'll, we'll see what see what we can do in the coming months. Well, was, that. But yes, at the yeah. moment it's just focus on day one, as you can imagine. <laughs> just talking about the the visual side of things. Um, I'm going to pick on Monmore here because you can see since the speedway's gone that they are taking a little bit more care on the inside of the track of course and, and just making the optics look a little bit better like you say so the grass is trimmed and, and different things things being painted you know just to make I know Monmore's an example but I think you can see just little 
bits of incremental change across yeah. the tracks at the moment. Yeah, and Monmore looks great. Um, it's a bit muddy because they took out the speedway track and replaced <laughs> it with topsoil, and it'll take a while for the grass to grow, but when it does, it's going to look, but it already looks fantastic, mm. yeah. And it's, um, I think also, people have a lot of pride in their tracks, as you do when you go to the tracks as well, they're very proud. I was up in Sunderland recently, and you could, first of all, it was a Friday evening, it was the Cat 1 final, and it was packed upstairs and downstairs. And it was really, it was vibrant, people were, people were working there, were very proud of the evening, that, and the amount of people who were coming in. The place looked great, it was a great experience, a very good experience. And that's what we want, across yeah. the board. So. We're setting the standards, I think, with PGR and trying to obviously get the Fridays and Saturdays really, really buzzing and hopefully that will spread throughout the rest of the week as well once people are going back to the tracks again because obviously we want people to watch it all the time. That's that's the main aim. But I also want people to get through the door because without the people getting through the door, they then don't fall in love with the space jets of the sport because they don't see them in the flesh and then you don't get the owners, you don't get the dogs and the cycle goes on. So... I'm really happy. I keep looking at the Fridays and Saturdays and thinking, yeah, I'm really, I'm buzzing about those. Yeah, let's see, let's see. They give it a go. And the tracks are enthused by it. They're excited by it. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much indeed for your time, Gary. And it has been great to speak to you. And hopefully, we'll see. Well, we'll have you back on in the 2024 once everything settles down. If it goes well. <laughs> it will. I have every faith. I've seen how hard you're working. I've seen how busy you are. So. I think it's going to go really well from January the 1st and, yeah, hope to speak to you in the future on the podcast so we can keep people updated. Thank you. Great. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Gone to the Dogs, released every other Friday. For more info or to reach out on Twitter, follow at Totally Betting and at Danny V. Jackson. Podcast produced and edited by Joe Andrews and Danny Jackson. Voiceover by Katie Harvey.